0: That's a good song to to end the service song service tonight because it leads right into the message, and I could say that I, that's what prayer is: is going to the Lord and saying, "I need you, Lord." Amen. Romans chapter number twelve tonight. Romans chapter number twelve, and we have begun to look at a believer's relationship with others as it's in here in the scriptures. And we were looking at several things uh, regarding how we're to be diligent in our dealings in verses 11 through 21 is what we're dealing with. And we really only got through verse 11 and, and part of verse 12. And we want to finish up verse 12 tonight. Let's read verse 11 and 12. Romans 12, verse 11, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, and here's the message for tonight continuing instant in prayer. Now, I was going to try to join some other things together, but the Lord just gave me so much on this one particular point. And I said, Well, we're just going to make a message out of the, this particular point. And that's where it is tonight. We're to continue instant in prayer. Continuing instant means to be earnest towards. To, to persevere in, to be constantly diligent in and to adhere closely to. When you think about prayer, we ought to be able to go to the Lord in prayer in just a, a just just a breath. <laughs> I mean when, when the need arises or, or our heart is prompted by the Holy Spirit that some prayer is needed, prayer should be offered. That's basically what we're talking about tonight. Paul had something similar to say to several other churches. To the Thessalonian church, Paul put it this way. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, he said, Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. To the church at Ephesus, Paul put it this way. In Ephesians 6, 18, he said, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereto with all perseverance, And supplication for all saints. I mean, you can hear the continuing incident in prayer all through that. Then, he told the church at Philippi, in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, some of our favorite verses, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a blessing, amen, to, to have that uh, ability to just take things to the Lord in prayer. The, to the Colossian church, Paul said for them in Colossians 4.2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So, the, uh, to the churches, it was very important for Paul to get across to to them the the uh, essential uh, thing, uh, this essential thing of prayer. And we need in our own hearts and lives, Amen, to to, to see how important that prayer, our prayer life, is with regard to uh, what God has called us to be. We're we're His children, and uh, thus, if we're His children, when your children were growing up. Uh, how many times did they come to you, asking you stuff, or asking you for something, or had a need, and they uh, they looked to you for that need? Now, think of the the relationship, father uh, relationship that we have with our heavenly Father, and that's what we're going to be focusing on. Just as soon as I get my notes straight, Amen. That's uh, one thing. I guess I did I, when I when I cut cut them. I didn't put them back together the way they were supposed to be. So sometimes that happens, but I'm ready now. Okay, But let's take a look at this. What does it mean to be continuing instant in prayer? Continue instant in prayer means at least three things. And I, and I really I want you to grab a hold of this. And that's one reason why I, uh, I gave you a handout. I'm going to be quoting a lot of scripture. Some we will be turning to. But I don't want you to be so concerned about writing or turning to where we're going. Uh, you can check me out later <laughs> in some of these things if you want to do that. That's the reason for the handout. But also to, to, to cause you to be able to listen a little bit more closely, I think. incident in prayer means at least three things. First of all, it means having <clears throat> a spirit of constant dependence on the Lord in our lives. We really need to grab a hold of this. Amen. We need to be leaning upon the Lord. Especially the closer the Lord is to coming back for us and the way things are uh, falling apart in society and in this world. Uh, we need the Lord more, don't we? Uh, we, we? And We need to depend upon Him through these difficult days that we see. A spirit of dependence on the Lord should permeate all that we say and do as believers, dependence on the Lord is the very spirit and essence of prayer. We're, we're depending upon Him. When you go to Him in prayer, you're depending upon Him. So even when we're not consciously speaking to the Lord, there there still should be a deep, abiding dependence on Him that is woven into every uh, fabric of our heart because of our relationship with Him and our faith. In him. We know that the Lord indwells us through his Holy Spirit that's a given. when we got saved the Holy Spirit came within and he has given us the, that Holy Spirit but we must still learn to lean on the Lord. It, it's not a, a given that just because the Holy Spirit is there that we're going to lean upon him uh, for what we need. We need to, to uh, surrender to him continually. Uh, I love what Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 8 talk about. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. When When we're taking things to the Lord in prayer, we're acknowledging God in those things. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. What a blessing. Amen. Um, We need to learn to lean on him as well as surrender to him continually. And and I want you to really grab a hold of this that I'm about about to say. I'm going to say it twice, okay, because it's so important. We, We are to have a spirit of prayer continuously by being consciously aware of God's presence and help and by learning to lean on His presence and help. You know, God is there for, to help us. He is there to help us. And we need to, to have, a, a, in our consciousness, have an awareness of His presence and, and learn to lean upon Him. Um, so, so Paul is not referring to nonstop talking to God when he says, Continuing, instant in prayer. It's not talking about whether we just go around and we're mumbling in prayer all the time. That's not. That's not the idea, but rather an attitude of God consciousness and God surrender that we carry with us at all all the time. That, that we can, in a moment, go in prayer as needed. Amen. If everything in life, every um, every waking moment is to be lived in an awareness that God is with us. God is with us. And He is actively involved and engaged in both our thoughts and our actions. Um, So continuing instant in prayer means having a spirit of constant dependence on the Lord in our lives. Also, it means actively praying repeatedly and often actively praying repeatedly and often. And I base this on the use of the words without ceasing. uh, In Romans 1, 9 where Paul says, For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit and the gospel of his Son, listen, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Now, we can be sure that Paul did not mention the Romans every minute of his waking life. That's not what he's talking about. Uh, he prayed about many other things, but he did mention them repeatedly, and he mentioned them often. And, you know, let me just say, I thank you for your prayers, you know. When you pray for, for your pastor, you are you are being a help to him. Uh, uh, t- today was one of those days when, uh, when I got back in town, I was uh, thinking I had everything just lined up the way that I was wanting to to go, uh, that that I felt like the Lord would have us to go, and the first thing this morning, the Lord said, "Nope, you're changing your message. This is what you're going to preach this morning." And so uh, I worked on uh, getting the message uh, this morning, and uh, the Lord's going to allow me to preach those other the other message that I had already had ready, but it was there was a purpose this morning, and the Lord knew that that message was needed. And it pricked a heart, as it should have. And uh, we we thank the Lord for that and give him the glory uh, because uh, uh, he is the one that uh, is due the glory. We can be sure that um, he prayed, Paul prayed about many other things, but he did mention uh, the Romans repeatedly and often. So without ceasing doesn't mean that verbally or mentally we... Have to be speaking prayers every minute of the day as we have as we live our lives, but it does mean that we should pray repeatedly and often. our Our mental our mental state should be, "Oh God, help." Okay? You know, if we feel like we don't need God in our lives, that's a sad state of affairs. When we think we can do it all on our own and we can make it ourselves. Uh, that's not good for us as believers. When our thoughts are tempted to turn to things such as worry, fear, discouragement, anger, or things that might disturb our spirit, uh, those you know we should consciously and we should quickly turn to prayer. I mean, just as soon as as soon as you're tempted to worry, take it to the Lord in prayer. As soon as you're tempted to fear, you know fear just overwhelms you. Take it to the Lord. As you get discouraged, and I can tell you, uh, discouragement is something that in, uh, uh, in the ministry you have to fight a lot. And, uh, but you have to take it to God. You have to leave it with Him. Philippians 4 again, verse 6 and 7, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And then that Colossians 4, verse 2 through 4, he would continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. He said, Paul said, "...with all praying also for us, that God would open to us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak." But Paul realized that, uh, yeah, he could pray, but he needed the prayers of others. And I can pray, but I can tell you, I need your prayers you know as uh, you need to need to pray that, that I would preach the messages that God would have me to preach, and that uh, God would give me the, the liberty and the freedom to to speak as I should speak. Paul also exhorted the believers at Ephesus to see prayer as a weapon to use in, in fighting spiritual battles when uh, I mentioned that Ephesians six eighteen a while ago. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. That's prayer is not only a defensive uh, weapon; it is an offensive weapon. Amen. Uh, it's how we. It's how, part of how we battle. Uh, watching there too with all perseverance and supplication for all saints as we go through the day. Prayer should be the first response uh, to every fearful situation. Every anxious thought and every undesired task even that God commands. You know, we, uh, we know sometimes that I should speak for the Lord in this instance. But we get scared, don't we? You know, we let the fear kind of overwhelm our heart a little bit. And what we need to do is, is we need to take that thing to prayer to, and ask the Lord, to Lord, help, help me to speak as I should speak. Give me the courage to speak for you. On your behalf. A lack of prayer. Will cause us to depend on ourselves. Instead of depending on God's grace. Unceasing prayer. Is in essence. Continual dependence upon. And communion with the Father. So continuing instant in prayer. Means having a spirit of constant dependence on the Lord in our lives. And it means actively praying repeatedly and often. A third thing that we see here is it means being persistent and not giving up on prayer. Listen, don't ever come to the point in your life where you stop praying. Don't abandon the God of hope and say, well, you know, I prayed, I prayed, and I prayed. I, this is just no use praying anymore. Don't ever get to that point. Don't ever get to the point where, where you say... There's just no use in praying anymore. Again, continuing instant is translated from a word that means to be earnest towards, to persevere. Persevere. It means to you just, you just stick with it, to be constantly diligent. Be serious about your praying. Amen? It's not something to be taken lightly. Uh, it's God's Word. When we go to the Lord in prayer, is part of uh, of God's work that we do. And, and we'll talk about uh, why we need to do it uh, uh, here in a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But listen, the Lord wanted his disciples and us to learn this lesson. In fact, one of his parables is introduced by these words in Luke eighteen one. And you find this on the front of your prayer sheet. You know, with the prayer list it's, it's on there every week. Luke 18.1, where he said, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought, he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And then he told them a parable of the persistent widow and the unjust judge, where the widow just wouldn't leave the judge alone. And after a while, the judge just gave her what she wanted, <laughs> right? Uh, and Luke chapter 18, verses 1-11, and, the, and the, the, where Jesus was getting at, said, well, you know, if that happens in the un- unjust world, how much do you think you can get through to the Heavenly Father by just being persistent? We also read that as Jesus taught his disciples to pray earlier, he told his disciples another parable in Luke 11, verses 5 through 10. The parable of the persistent friend. friend that comes over and it's late and you don't send the friend away. You know, that friend's needing some help. Uh, uh, he's in a bad straits and uh, needs some help. You, 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 add, you what, what do you do? You, uh, you help your friend. And the Lord wants us to be persistent. He's our friend and we can depend upon him. Listen, Jesus knew that sometimes our experience in prayer might tempt us to just quit praying altogether. You ever pray for something and you say, well, what's the use? Nothing's happening. You ever been there? Yeah. I think we all get there from time to time. And uh, uh, so he, uh, along with the Apostle Paul, tells us in so many words that we should never lose heart, but rather we are to keep on or, or to continue praying. Don't, don't give up on praying. Don't cease. Yeah, pray without ceasing. Don't cease. Don't quit. Continue praying. Um, in fact, uh, James, uh, written by the half-brother of our Lord, said in James five sixteen, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Even when you can't see that anything is happening, God's working. Okay? He just is. And you may not see it until the last minute of what God's doing in the heart of someone. Um, So, what it means to be continuous in prayer, uh, having a spirit of constant dependence on the Lord, praying repeatedly and often and being persistent, never giving up on prayer. Well, why do we need to pray without ceasing? Why do we need to pray without ceasing? We really ought to only have to... Tell you one thing. We've we've seen the commands and the exhortations, both from our Lord and from the Apostle Paul, and we need to be obedient to the biblical exhortation. We could just quit right there and say the only reason we really need to do it is because God's Word says so. Right? That ought to be good enough. God, God said so. We, we we're to continue. We're we're to pray without ceasing. But Not only that, I want you to understand we need to properly praise God. Did you know that when you take something to the Lord in prayer, that is a form of praise to Him? That you are depending upon Him. You think enough of your God that you are taking this before His throne. Think about that. Matthew 6, 9, when Jesus taught His disciples to pray, says, after this manner, therefore... Uh, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, and Psalm 147, verse 1, pray ye, Praise ye the Lord, for it is a good, uh, good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is comely. And it's a form of praise. Psalm 50, verse 23, who, the Lord says, Whosoever offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Well, part of that conversation is supposed to be our prayer life. Amen? If we're not ordering our conversation aright in prayer, then uh, no wonder we don't see anything uh, happening. Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by... Christ Jesus through, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. Um, glory in the church because we look to the Lord. Uh, the, uh, he's able to do so much more than what we ask. And we ask often way too little. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. But uh, how many times should we have knocked on the door and asked for something and the Lord didn't, uh, we, we didn't give us because we didn't, we didn't ask the way we should have? Um, we need to properly acknowledge God in all things. Turn to Matthew chapter number 6. I've got several things we want to look here in, in Matthew chapter 6. So I'll have you turn there. <clears throat> We need to properly acknowledge God in all things. First of all, acknowledge God in His will. Jesus taught His disciples and us to pray for God's will on earth to be done. Verse 10, Matthew 6, verse number 10. After this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Praying for the Lord's will to be done. Not only that, uh, acknowledge, acknowledging God in our daily needs. Um, verse 11, Give us this day our daily bread. Look down to verse number 25. It's some very familiar passage of Scripture here uh, where it talks about take no thought. I think I brought a message on this recently. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, what ye what shall drink, nor yet for your, your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather in the barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature. Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, how much how, uh, uh, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of its, for the things of itself. Sufficient of the day is the evil thereof. Leaning upon the Lord for our daily needs. Uh, give us this day, our daily daily bread. Acknowledge God also in our sins and shortcomings. Um, you hear me sometimes talk about keeping short accounts with God. Um, when the Lord brings to mind that you've uh, maybe uttered a word that you shouldn't have, or maybe you have thought a thought that you shouldn't have thought, um, immediately we need to bring that to the Lord. In Matthew 6:12, "Forgive us our debts um, or trespasses, as we forgive our debtors and I think other places say that those who trespass against us so where you know we we need to acknowledge in our look god in our sins and our shortcomings look at uh first john 1 first john 1 in verse number 6 it's important for us to realize that uh what we say and and how we walk ought to line up. What he says here in verse 6, If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Oh, may we acknowledge to God quickly our sins and shortcomings each and every day, each and every moment of every day. Acknowledge God for our protection from evil and the evil one. Back in Matthew 6.13, he said, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And acknowledging God in our cares, and and I, I'm not going to quote it again, but you don't have to get anywhere, but, but Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, about not being careful for anything else, you know, not, not being anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And then uh, I love 1 Peter 5, 7, where we're invited to, Cast all our care upon Him. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Amen. Acknowledging God in our battles. Ephesians 3.16 Paul said that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. That's how Paul prayed for the Ephesian Christians. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Think about it. exceeding abundantly above. <laughs> you know, I, I, that's just overwhelming, isn't it? When, when you stop to think about that. Exceeding abundantly above. Not just, not just above. Not just abundantly above. But exceeding abundantly above. All that we can ask or think. And then, and then we have the audacity to not ask. <laughs> acknowledging God also in our need for wisdom. Uh, James uh, pointed this out in, in James uh, chapter number 1. Look at uh, James chapter number 1 and verse number 5 through 8. James 1 in verse number 5 where he says here, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That give it to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. You ever get to thinking, well, I just don't know what to do. Well, that's what that's talking about. When you just don't know what to do, when you don't have the wisdom to know what where you, where you need to do what you need to be, do, where you need to go, how you need to to handle a certain thing. But you need to go to the Lord in faith. Verse number 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So acknowledging God in our need for wisdom and believing Him and trusting Him for that wisdom. Acknowledging God in His gracious benevolence. God is so gracious in all, all that He gives to us. Uh, Colossians 4.2, continuing in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God's so gracious and we're so thankless a lot of times. For these reasons and so many more, because there's power and privilege in prayer. We should pray as often as we can. I have you turn to one last place here. Look at Hebrews chapter number 4. Hebrews chapter number 4, and verse number 14 through 16, talking about Jesus Christ, our great high priest here. And because he is our great high priest that has passed into the heavens, this is the reason why we need to be praying to him. Look at verse fourteen, seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but what was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. That that's pretty big. And I know sin is one of the biggest things we battle, but, but Christ he all the things that we normally deal with other than sin. Uh, he he was in all points tempted like as we are, but yet he did not sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now we're not to come before him demanding of him, but we can come boldly <laughs> and uh, before him. And so we we see that it's the will of God for us to continue instant in prayer. And so we, we know that we ought to do that. We maintain a conscious awareness of the presence of the Lord in our lives and develop a spirit of constant and continual dependence on Him as we walk with Him. And so that we might enjoy both the privilege and power of prayer in our lives by being obedient to Him and by praising and acknowledging Him and all the uh, things in our lives. You'll notice that these things that we've shared with you tonight are merely ways in which members of Christ's body, the church, can demonstrate Christ-like love one for another. Me praying for you, you praying for me, us praying for each other, us praying for other people. In fact, uh, what Paul told Timothy, we're to be praying for all men. Amen? Praying for all men. And we're to be praying for... uh, uh, the, The Bible speaks of the things that we're to pray for. It's a way to glorify Jesus in the church and before the world. And when we do that, when, when, when we uh, pray for others, uh, others can see that we are praying and uh, see the love that we have one for another. This, so there's some other things, some other actions that God expects from us and we'll share next week, Lord willing, some more of those things. Amen. But for tonight... This is it. Uh, continuing instant in prayer. I don't know how God spoke to your heart tonight in this matter of prayer. But I can tell you it's one of the most important things in our lives as believers. And I trust that you'll be obedient to the Lord as, and uh, whatever, ever how He moved upon you. Um, maybe you're moved to, to be a, a better prayer warrior. Maybe you're moved to, to, to acknowledge Him more throughout the day. I, hope, I trust that that's the, the, the case. Um, but let's be what uh, the Lord would have us to be in our prayer life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for this admonition to continue instant in prayer. And Lord, all the other admonitions that we saw that were parallel to this, that the Apostle Paul was very very keen and very uh, pointed in this matter of prayer. And it wasn't just something that he uh, was was commanding them to do, but, but it was something that he did on a regular basis. I uh, as we read through his epistles, we, we can see the prayers that he prayed for for those that he was writing the epistles to and those that he was encouraging to pray. And he even asked for prayers. And he said, Bre- brethren, pray for us. And he included not only himself, but those that labored with him. And Lord, we uh, help us to see the, the, the great, uh, great power in prayer. A great privilege in prayer. Oh, it's, a, it's a privilege because it's through what we have in Christ Jesus that we're able to, to even pray. And uh, what a blessing that is. And Lord, help us to not um, drop the ball in this area. Lord, to, to continue instant in prayer in our walk each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.